0: welcome to SEO success stories my name is Russ McCumber and every two weeks we talk search engine optimization with the world's leading SEO practitioners we interview a mix of in-house SEO leads from the world's biggest brands and SEO thought leaders many from leading search technology brands plus the world's foremost SEO educators they'll all be lifting the hood on their own SEO journey as well as sharing the tips and tricks behind how the best and brightest minds in SEO go about their trade of dominating the SERP. SEO nerds, this one's for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of SEO Success Stories. My name is Russ McCumber. I'm your host as you know if you listen to this regularly. If you do listen regularly, you've probably heard a past episode where my previous co-host, Gabe, actually interviewed Morty Oberstein, but you were at SEMrush at the time. You're now at Wix. Welcome, Just, Morty.
1: Thanks. Hey, thanks for having me back.
0: No worries. No, really good, to ha- really good to have you back. I will get to that one question, which you didn't answer last time, but it's been a while and a lot has happened in SEO since we last spoke. But you know, for if you're tuning in for the first time, we talk to thought leaders, educators, people brand side, agency side. Now, Morty's got a, a really rich history, which we'll dig into a little bit. And then there's so much to talk about, about what's going on in SEO in 2023. But the big question I do always ask is, what do you feel, Morty, is the number one challenge facing SEOs
1: now in 2023? We're going to get into it more later, but I would say it's it's weeding out the noise. And, And it's such a hard problem that I think that Google is having a hard problem right now, weeding out that same noise that we need to weed out.
0: Yeah, 100%. A lot of noise. Okay, we are going to spend a bit of we're time.
1: Lot, I have a feeling we're going to get way into that.
0: Cool. Okay, so for those that didn't tune in last time, let's just get a bit of a snapshot of, of who you are, Morty. Like, how you got into to marketing. What was your first ever marketing gig?
1: Oh man. Okay, so I got into this whole thing by accident. I kind of feel like most people got into this yeah. by accident. I kind of, I was walking on the street one day, I fell into a sewer. Some <laughs> ooze fell on me. I started like growing. I became an SEO. I was working, I was a teacher at one point to teach for America. I was teaching in Baltimore and I moved out of the country and I became a, a content writer or I don't know what you were like, a pedagogue for an educational software company. So I was writing okay. teacher material. I have a very strong um, writing background, education background. And I started writing all sorts of stuff, teacher manuals, you know, online pro- like, you know, content for software programs, like really cool stuff. And at one point, they said to me, hey, look, like you're one of the only native English speakers of the company. We're relaunching the website. We're relaunching our social media presence. Write it for us. Can you write it for us. I'm like, yeah, I could write anything. They're like, great. Can you get some organic traffic? And the way I put it is, yes, but what's that? And that's been how I got started in, in SEO. Very cool. When was that? How long ago was that? It's like almost, like, it like almost 10 years ago already, something like that.
0: Okay.
1: Okay, cool. Bonkers. So writing
0: background you're writing for, the, for that educational company, you, you start writing all that stuff, and then it's like, okay, we need to get found. What were some of the, wh- who are you looking
1: up to? Like I how, was, what are I, your resources? I'll tell you, I'm pretty sure the first thing I found was Search Engine Lens. I don't know if they still have it. Remember the, the periodic mm. table of SEO? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, that was the first I thing remember I found. That. Yeah, right? Yeah. That was oh, awesome. I, I mean, yeah, I haven't looked at it in years. I think it's still there. I don't know yeah. now to go look for it, but that was, yeah. I'm pretty sure the first thing I found.
0: All right. So then what was, what was some of the learnings you had early on? So you're writing this content and, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm curious, like, cause I've got a writing background as well. Like does your lens change for how you're producing the content or is it always like, I don't is think you? from
1: a content point of view, I'll, I'll like, my, this is my personal take, like from a content point of view, I don't feel like my, the SEO should really influence my content writing per se. Right. I have a very strong writing background. I'm a very strong writer, I think. I'm like, two like to my own horn. I, I, don't, I don't think that, you know, what the SEO world has to offer me for writing, you know, pure content is really valuable yeah. for the content. Gotcha, gotcha. So it was more like, you know, oh, crap, title tag, got to write one of those. Nice, okay, I need, uh, you know, links and internal linking and uh, my headers. I need to make sure, especially back then, even still now, Clear, concise headers so the search engines understand what the hell they're actually looking at, so they can index it, so people can find it. I know mean, it was way back, so like keywords were still way more, way more in focus. So it was, I'll write it. I won't literally interfere with the writing per se, but I will go back and pepper in the keywords, which I don't do much now to the same extent, obviously. But back then, I was, you know, making sure to pepper in the the keywords. You know, for I remember, God's sake. You know, making sure that the first paragraph of the content had, you know, the, had, the, had the keyword in it, like that, that, that yeah. kind of thing. Don't do that yeah. anymore. I'm not sure it yeah. helped back <laughs> then either, but don't don't do that now.
0: Yeah, that's funny. No, I do. I remember like speaking to an SEO specifically about that because they were like, "Cause the crawlers crawl from top to bottom, right? So you want to make sure that you get those." Exactly that. You make sure you get those. I'm still think true. I still think Google
1: looks okay. Like you have like five, you know, five H twos. Which H2, in terms of like, what's this piece of topic of what's this content about topically, the the, the top H2s are going to be more important, more, I would say more important is a way of putting it, more informative to both the reader and to a search engine about what this yeah. page is about. You're not putting like the core main point all the way to the last H2. That would be yeah stupid.
0: Yeah, I hear you, which is good for the reader. So it makes sense we're going to get off track for a minute, which I think we're going to happen. is going to happen a fair bit through this conversation. I'm guessing as the like EAT, EAT as all these really content focused changes in the algorithm, you're probably one of the guys going.
1: Yes. I would. (laughs) Yes. And it was like, goodbye link builders. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then it was also to the technical SEOs. Love you, need you, but there's more to it than just that. But I am definitely not one of the people who are saying, Oh, It's just content. Forget the technical SEO. I think that's silly and stupid. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's
1: definitely a mix. And it's funny because as an
0: agency, we went from being very content focused to then there was a lot of stuff happening from a technical perspective. And we started working with bigger sites. Our SEOs just weren't equipped. So we went, okay, we need to shuffle in some really strong technical SEOs. And then if I'm being honest, we probably went a little bit too far down that line. And we needed to bring the content team back up to some, you know, some part of relevance, where they're part of that 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 content journey, yeah. an SEO content journey, as opposed to just being a team that just does what the SEO team says they need to do for for yes. SEO. Do you follow? Yeah. And yeah. I'm
1: absolutely. I'm a big advocate for content marketing should, assuming the content marketers are good, should overlap very strongly with the SEO. Like it should be one. Definitely. It's almost, it's almost one thing to a to a greater or lesser extent.
0: For sure. For sure. So what was your journey after there? Like you you were with that tech company? I did that for a while. Company.
1: I did some consulting. On the after that, content SEO ish consulting. And then what I really uh, kicked into full gear was I started, I became the content manager for a company called Rank Ranger. They're uh, an SEO rank tracking software. And that's when I really started to, uh, I, I started managing their blog, trying to grow the blog. I also was great because I actually got to work on SEO tools at the same time. I had access to big data. So I started doing SEO studies. And then from cool. there, it really kind of like, I feel like at that point I started to, to to self-identify my career-wise as an SEO. At that point, yeah,
0: was that something where it was just like a light bulb went off, where it was like big data analysis and like yeah, you know, anal- like providing that analysis in a way which is consumable for people because I think that's what you're known for.
1: Yeah, right. It was it was a lot. Of, it was it was a lot. It was an opportunity where I felt like they gave me a lot of creative control. Right? I can kind of do what I want, mm. and that, it let me for, from a purely SEO point of view. It let me say, you know what, like, I want to, I think this, let's try this. And I have an idea about this. Let's try this. And it really kind of let me afford afforded me the opportunity to come up with a lot of theories about what was happening in the algorithm. I had data at the same time. I kind of formulate those theories and then actually execute them. So, yeah, and then look, I come from a teaching background. So it was all like once once I'm writing about those things, just trying to break it down into a way where it's really consumable, really digestible, really uh, eye level with the target audience, which is what I think good content is about, which I think is good SEO is really about fundamentally.
0: So, at what point? Because like, were were at Wix and then Semrush, and now yeah, Wix, I did, did I look, I read like right? switcheroo. Yeah. So
1: I was, I was yeah, at yeah. Wix, I yeah. went to Semrush. When I was at Semrush, I was actually consulting for Wix, and now I gotcha. went back to Wix, but I'm consulting for Semrush. So I, I oh, okay, yeah, I, uh, yeah. So you wear both hats, but yes. you're full time Wix, yes. So so what do you do at Wix? What's your role in that? That's a hard question to answer. Where do I, I people ask you all the time. I should have a better I should yeah. have a more prepared response I feel like at this point. Basically the backbone of the the branding and the messaging and the positioning around Wix for SEO falls under our team, my team, my, you know, the the collective team. And and there's a lot it's, it, it sounds very vague as it is, but there's a lot that goes in, into that. That means things like advocacy of what's happening inside of the, of the platform. Communicating that to the, to the audience. There's multiple audiences. There's Wix users, and Wix users are a very varied group. There's enterprise users. For example, All the Wrestling is on Wix. Vivo is on Wix. I just found out the other day, the uh, Major League Baseball's Players Association is on Wix.
0: Okay. So I didn't catering. know that. Yeah.
1: yeah. I didn't know they have a big baseball night. I was very excited about that. And uh, There's agencies, there's, there's Wix partners, there's the average person, there's business owners. So it's a very varied audience of trying to communicate okay, what's happening in the platform around SEO so that yeah. you understand it, that, so that you can leverage it, so that you can use it. That's one part of it. Other parts of it, are, again, are, are, are a lot of brand positioning. So again, like doing things that that show that Wix is involved thinking about dedicated investing. I'll put it this way like this is I don't think this is a, a crazy assessment or assertion. I don't think there's a company on the planet that's spending more money, more resources, more time is more heavily invested in SEO than Wix. In terms of the product Interesting. in terms of the resources that we create around SEO around how important it is to us for I mean look, we have we have an entire SEO hub podcasts webinars articles like we're basically like what i i someone said to me the other day like you're you're now the wix seo hub is now what Moz was in you know 2014 I'm like yeah. that's like the ultimate compliment that's very cool yeah how long
0: has really that cool. hub been how long has that hub been around and what? it's literally a year, basically see here's the thing like and i'm sure this is a big part of why they brought you on board and i know when i saw you were moving across i was like oh even though you've been there and come back like wix in you know, it used to not have a very good no. reputation for SEO. No. Like it was like, you know, you can't, there's, it's not as customizable for technical SEO. There's some challenges. So I know I was probably one of a lot of people when we saw that you moved there to take over a lot of that communication. I was like, oh, good. Because my understanding is it has gotten better, but the communication of how it's gotten better probably has been missing, which is probably what you do. But so, Yeah, it's a lot
1: of, it's a lot of that. Um, It's a lot yeah. of like education. It's, I'll, I'll put it it's a- advocacy, educating users. Yeah, uh, educating the SEO community, a lot of SEO education to uh, multiple audiences yeah. which is why we have the Wix SEO Hub, and it's all it's it's pr- helping to advocate for the product, helping to helping the the company better internal advocacy, helping the company better understand what SEOs need, how SEOs think, um, what's meaningful for SEOs, that that sort of thing, and just you know general branding, like a lot of just pure brand marketing. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Excellent. Well, it's definitely I've definitely seen an impact in the marketplace Thank in terms you. of the, the confidence in SEOs with, with the platform. So yeah, hey, yeah. it's been going on. Well.
1: Alita Sol has moved her website over to Wix. So like I feel like we've gotten their confidence.
0: Are, you know what? That was a big thing. I saw when she posted that. Bonkers, right? Who would have thought? Yeah, totally. I was like, oh wow, it's a big get. Yeah, and like not, the comments it's not and the crazy. shares. Like...
1: Uh, Barry Andrews moved his, his website over also. Look, like I I I'm a big advocate of nothing. Talking about best CMS, I actually talk about this internally a lot. Like, you know, it's easy to get caught up in like, okay, Wix, WordPress, Shopify. I'm even internally to get caught up. Like, who's the best? Are we the best? We need to be the best. And I think it's more about catering to specific needs and and carving out a niche and identity for yourself. And in the case of Aleda and Barry Adams, it's like, look, like the, the SEO customization is there, the stability of the platform is there. I don't. I can't access the server, okay, but is it worth the cost? Because I don't want to have to maintain the site either. I'd rather just, you maintain the site for me. So there's always opportunity costs to go into it. I think it it was just a matter of, if the SEO is there, the flexibility of the platform is there, the customization of the platform is there, and the stability of the platform is there, the trade-offs for me in this particular instance aren't worth what I lose out on. Because it's always an opportunity cost. It's interesting too because if you think about
0: it you know Shopify had similar poor reputation for SEO years ago can you Shopify SEO can you not that sort of stuff but I think it's proven out that you know you can you,
1: can, you I, know, across the board I think there's things you can do in the pla- each platform is different I'll like boldly put my you know I'm biased obviously but I feel like we've up leveled our SEO offering beyond anything that's out there in the market I mean, we're the only CMS integrated with Google's URL inspection API, so you can basically So that. Yeah, you. Yeah. It, it's like it's two clicks. It's one yeah. click to set it up, and then one click to actually execute. It. And once you set it up, you just need one click to inspect your all your entire site to see what's indexed was not indexed. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, but uh, you know, look again. It's always opportunity cost. I, I I think like the the idea thinking about CMS is the last thing I'll say about this. I think we're, I think the web is in general is immature. And I think about this mm. topic in general, we're like completely immature. And again, like it's either all or nothing, When really it's really about what works for the website, what are the opportunity costs for the website? What does the website need? You know, do I need to access the server? Again, I always come back, it's such a clear case? Do I need to access the server for this website? Yes, and don't use Wix, right? Am I trying to, let's say, save dev resources, free up some time? I had one person tell me this, and I don't want to get in trouble with Wix, but I had an agency tell me, you know what you let us do? You let us build more on WordPress. I'm like, explain. So we have, you know, we have five devs and each dev can handle one WordPress site. Right. But if I give one of my devs a Wix, Wix sites, they can handle 10 Wix sites at one time. And also another WordPress site. Ah. Oh. right. I never thought that work. Okay. Like, that's freaking brilliant. That's pretty cool. Right. So that's what I mean it's all it's all opportunity costs. It's all like, okay, like yeah. let me actually understand like, how the platform works, what it actually offers. And how do I leverage that?
0: In terms of your proudest proudest like achievements there, that SEO content hub's gotta to, got to sit pretty highly. Is that you like love it. it's most great.
1: the yeah. best part is like it's not a it's not a acquisition asset. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about, oh no, like let's let like, us let us like let's dumb down the content a little bit. Let's fluff it out a little bit and let's put a couple of CTAs in to sign up for Wix. I don't have to do that. It's not one of my goals. It's it's, it's, a, it's, a pure, it's a pure brand asset. That's pretty cool. I mean, look, we okay. want to rank. We want traffic. I feel like as an SEO, like, yeah. better get freaking traffic. And I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I will at times, like, SEO things a little bit too much with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, hey,
1: like, SEO is going to SEO, whatever. That's cool. But outside of That's that. That's very cool.
0: Now, in terms of some of the analysis you've done, you did that product review update just recently, which I saw, you know, I read with a lot of interest. I thought you broke it down really, really well. How well was that received? And is that, is that like a big, let's start there. How well was that received? Like, what's the um, feedback we got? I think
1: pretty well. Yeah. No one came to me and said, that sucked. You're a dumbass. I thought that was so wrong. Yeah. You know, look, again, like with yeah. these kind of things, you're looking at, even with big data, you're looking at like a, such a minor amount of the internet. So it's always hard. I always feel uncomfortable kind of like putting out insights about this kind of thing. I, cav- I try to caveat, look, like if you didn't see this, if you're like seeing something different, it's totally possible. So take, like, you be the judge. I'm going to put it out there, you be the judge.
0: Well, we I think the I think the community judged it pretty well. Like it was it was definitely shared with most pretty much all of our e-com clients. In oh, wow. Of, nice. Like the, the impact that, that that change it had and how we can help implement differently for them. So then in terms of like, what, what else outside of the content hub, like what else is happening at Wix that you think is, is making it like a, you know, a strong platform for all different types of businesses. I mean, I,
1: I, literally like an hour ago, we released a headless CMS.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> okay. 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 That's pretty wow. cool. Yeah. So you yeah, can yeah. use
1: like the, the Wix backend, integrate it. So we have, we have a really strong offering around bookings, around events, around e-com. So now you can basically integrate that into whatever you're, you're using and benefit from our platform. Which is super cool. Okay. Who would have thought with Wix, right? Well, this is the thing. Like a,
0: a bunch of these things that you're saying, like I didn't realize there was enterprise brands on there. You know, I didn't realize there was all these different f- functions.
1: We have, a, we have a full stack dev tool. Oh, really? We have a full, yeah, it's a full stack dev tool. It's called Velo. And you okay. can customize anything, all the, all the JavaScript. Do whatever you want.
0: Okay. I didn't know that there, well. See. <laughs> well, there we go. So it's definitely, I think what people think of as a Wix audience or the Wix users is is a lot broader than what no, is, is that, understood.
1: That, yeah. Yeah. I think it's slowly catching on. Like I'll, I'll I'll tell you like off the record, on the record, say two years ago, we were going to SEO companies or SEO tool, whatever it is, trying to collaborate. Now they're coming to us.
0: Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's, oh, I've, got, I've got to ask you about AI. Yeah. ChatGPT, do- Bard, like. Before we get into, I'd love to have a big conversation just around the role of content and and how that's going to impact it. But what, just give me your first sort of initial gut feel on on Bard, and then you know how you think that's impacting
1: people's choice of of night- searching. I think it's a nightmare.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, it's a talk to me.
1: I think it's I think okay. it's going to be a disaster. Not Bard per se. I think that'll probably be fine. I, I assume they're going to figure out the the citation. Issue. I think they're going to have to. My my greatest my greatest hope in all of these AI chat experiences are ads. Yeah. Because they're going to have oh. to figure out how to add ads to them, which means they're going to have to figure out how to add URLs so that when you use the ad, there's a click. Yeah. So ads are our great, our great hope of getting URLs into, into chat experiences. They're going to have to figure out how to get URLs integrated in them. And then once you're doing it for ads, it's like lo- the logical next step is like, unless you're a real creep, you can yeah. put organic links in there also for citations. Like why wouldn't you at that point? You've already formatted it for, for links. That's nuts, right? It's,
0: it is. It is. And it's funny just in terms of like the, the no citations now, like the, and the accuracy of what it's delivering. I was saying to someone yesterday that it's, it kind of feels like, you know, when you're asked, I've got kids. If I ask my, my son, he, he looks up to me, he worships me. And I know he just wants to give me an answer that, that makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like
1: Bart's the same way. Like, how about this? Oh, <laughs> that's great. I think all of it's like that. You know, I, yeah. um, Wix integrated chat, GPT 3 chat, into the editor. So you can like take and uh, insert a, a text field and have the AI build the content. So I have yeah. a website that I use. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's great. I think it needs to be used responsibly. So I have a website that I use to troll Barry Schwartz. It's called barryseomemes.com. And Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you friends with Barry Schwartz? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole okay, thing was he's... like, some he posted this picture that was so memeable and it kind yeah. of went viral on Twitter. But I got to make a website to host all the memes. And then somebody said, yeah. you got to get this ranking for his name. And up until the last core update, it got the featured snippet for Barry Schwartz SEO.
0: That's hilarious. It's
1: hilarious. And now it ranks like about five or six, depending upon the other day. Ah. Yeah, I got to get it back up. I, I just made an update to it. So I'm going to see if I can uh, push it back up a little bit. But uh, I was showing somebody, I was using the website to show somebody the AI functionality inside of Wix. And I said, you know what? So they asked, how current is the information that you're pulling from the AI? I said, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if it's GPT-4 or if it's GPT-3. I, it's not my area. Like I don't know. Let's find out. So I asked it, I put a text field on this website's homepage. And I, I asked, you know, what's the New York Yankees' current record? And let's see what it comes back with. Well, it, it, to your point, like trying to make me happy, it realized the website is about Barry Schwartz because it's looking at the entire page, it knew I asked about the Yankees and it gave me a whole answer about how Barry Schwartz is the manager for the New York Yankees leading them to success. Really? Yeah. So, like, a c- complete hallucination. But I feel like you're right. Like, it's wow. trying to make me happy. It it really is. It really really tried to make me happy. And it did make me happy. It was a great answer. (laughs) That's a
0: classic. That's hilarious. But let's talk about like AI, copy. Like, I feel like we've just come out of a a stage where, you know, programmatically built pages is like 2022 was huge for that. 2023, we're starting to see, you know, some, some pushback, especially as the AI stuff is from a copy perspective, production is really starting to feel the internet. Where do you see... For for brands, what what sort of actions should they be taking now? Because we're going to be we're going to have an internet full of shit. Like it already is, by the way. I know it's going to be even worse. Could you imagine it being worse? It's going to be worse. I know. Amazing. I know. I know. Because the thing is, like, great brands are going to use that AI to as you know thought provokers, ideation starters for for content teams to then build on. Yeah, and then build great, build great content, but. (laughs) <laughs> you know,
1: average brands and everyone else looking for a shortcut is just going to copy and paste straight onto. It's such a problem because content is a real pain point. And I think it's why SEOs have a hard time with content for the same reason. I I speak English. I write, I write letters. I can write words. I can write, I can create content. So you realize like you being able to speak a language and, and being able to read and write is not the same thing as producing content. Yeah. Exactly. And it's hard and it's time consuming. And the people who have a knack for it and there are people who don't have a knack for it and the people who don't have a knack for it are you know, far outweighed people who do have a knack for it, which is why there's a job of content writers. I feel like people are going to be like good at writing, don't have time for writing. Let's just use the AI because it really solves a pain point. It really does solve a pain point. And it does seem great until you realize that what you're getting back is, at best.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: I think smart, smart companies, smart people, smart individuals, smart brands, whatever you want to phrase it, are going to find tools. Like as Semmers was showing me a tool, it's called a Content Shake, I think. It's in their app.
0: Oh, I just heard thing. about that.
1: Yeah. Like and it's interesting. Like, It'll yeah. create an outline for you. You, you feed it a topic, it creates an outline. You can, you know, change the criteria of how like, you want it to be a really long piece of content with the focus keyword and blah, blah, blah. And it kind of produces an outline. I think it, I think that you can actually use it to create the actual AI content part of it. I haven't really played with that part. It's not really like I write my own content. But the outline part is interesting, particularly on a topic that maybe I don't know. Or the way I used it was I know all about this topic, but maybe I'm missing something. So I mean outline. What I, what I miss? Like, you know, how do I change a tire? I know how to change a tire, kind of. What did I miss? Okay, you know what? I never thought like that should be the first step. Great. And like using this to supplement what I would normally do a, as a writer. I think that's a way to use AI. I, I think the idea of, of using AI to produce content as a concept, like carte blanche, I think is bonkers. It's like, would you give like your seven-year-old, hey, seven-year-old, write me a blog post about astrophysics. It's gonna be crap. And I think we're so lost in it. And I, I, to the, my, my first point, you my, the first question you asked me, I think everyone's lost in it. Google I.O. is tonight, so we'll find out. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, 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 you kind of get the feeling because they said they're doing it. They're creating a whole separate search around AI and AI this and AI that and AI this and whatever. To be honest with you, I don't think AI in that sense, first of all, can we please call it machine learning? None of it's AI, but whatever. Is going to make it an actual better search engine. I was doing this the other day. Actually, I think I have a tweet scheduled at this point about this. Google Michael Jordan. You get the same the same topical information I got two three years ago is what I'm getting now. Just looks a little bit different, right? So you get a, you know with stats, you know a couple of pictures, maybe a YouTube video. What I would really like to know is, you know, give me give me like a comparison between him and LeBron. Tell me. Tell me Give me some, like, what are some highlights from his career? Like, what are some of the controversies around him? Help me better contextualize Michael Jordan, understand Michael Jordan. Give me some pathways that I can explore. I can explore his basketball career. Let me, let me explore him as the owner of a basketball team because now he owns the Charlotte Hornets. Let me explore him in the context of being the best basketball player ever and the whole controversy around that. Help me dive into, t- parse this shit out for me. And help me dive into all the different parsings, all the different segues of getting into this topic. That, to me, would be super awesome for a search engine to do. But instead, we're going to get an AI chat experience. Because I think Google is, and all of them, Bing and you and DuckDuckGo, whatever, they're all caught up in the AI thing. But I don't want AI. I I, I want to
0: find information. I mean, that's that's really interesting. If you think about a, a search engine that just delivers, like, a range of different contexts for you. Michael Jordan. Well, here's this, here's that, here's that. And then, you know. Then it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Oh, yeah. cool. Choose-your-own-adventure. Then that part,
1: then that part. Yeah. I thought that's what they were going to do, right? But well, they announced BARD two, three years ago at this point. And they did a whole query. The query was like, I, I hiked Mount Adams. Now I want to hi- hike Mount Fuji this fall. What do I need to do differently to prepare? And as part of their topic, around uh, their their breakdown of, of what mom would do with that query, they said that it will break down the word prepare. What does it mean to prepare? Does it mean to physically get yourself ready doesn't mean to learn about hiking doesn't mean to get equipment and we'll parse all of that out and we'll show you all of the different things that it means to prepare for a hike i'm like yes that's what i want help me there's so much information help me understand what i need to know and then let me explore each of those different points in a really integrated in-depth way what i what I don't need is another like, AI chat experience. Like I can just go to ChatGPT and like, whatever. I'm not saying it's not helpful and it's bad, but as a search engine, it's like, all right. I hear you. Yeah, is that the place for it? Like, is that where we're gonna get
0: most value out of it? Is there other ways that the SERP can be structured to, that are more useful for us? Because it hasn't really changed. Other than ads. No, it, it hasn't ads, really changed. And I don't
1: think. Yeah, p- fine, put the AI, I'm not against it. Use the AI, but like to invest all of your resources, for the next how many number of years and again mm. i'm not talking about i'm talking about all of uh, us everybody doing this i don't think it makes sense
0: so then what what's the so what for brands like if, if there's going to be a sea f- full of more shit, a lot more than there was like what what are, other than getting human like having that human touch to to make sure you've got a quality perspective quality lens that it's going through and there's good context what other types of content should brands be be focusing on? What how do you think they can start to separate as we wade
1: further and further into this sea of shit? Yeah, I mean, first of all, a good question like what will happen with like what will Google algorithmically be able to do? Cuz like I can tell you what I think content marketers and SEOs should be doing, but the way it generally works is Google's able to do this, and whatever whatever minimum I have to do in order to qualify for Google's quality thresholds is what I'll do which is how we got to where we are now, right? Google had PageRank back in the day. It was able to qualify content quality in terms of to X degree. So SEOs and content marketers and content creators met Google at X degree. And, th- and that's all they did. Now the bar's moved up a little bit. So now SEOs and content marketers talk about EAT and quality content. So it's getting a little bit more deeper perhaps i don't think we've caught this up is, to uh, that
0: this is this is like it reminds me of sergey Bubka the pole vault back in the day like he could have broke the record by a lot more but what's the point
1: right I just, yeah i just gotta me, i just made it every time that's then put what, it there i'll get there so if google's got to be able to figure out how to parse out the good and the bad i know there's we're not tart. i feel like google's like a whole 180 in ai content like you know go back a year it's like no 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 ai we're gonna slam that we don't want that we want human-generated content for humans. And now I think they realize it's not going away. We need to adopt, embrace AI. So we're going to be like, oh, we're not targeting AI content. We're talking about uh, low-quality content. You know, content with any expertise, which is basically AI content. If everyone you want to parse that and spin that, they're they're doubling down on things like experience, not just in the product review update or now the review update, but also part of the helpful content update. And now they even talk about like, in page experience, they're like, how easy is it to get to the, to get to the main content? So, I not just core web vitals anymore. The update of that documentation talk about how easy it is to get to the main content of the page. They're trying to do things to incentivize, I think, to incentivize content creators and SEOs to do things that, to, to value the parts of cr- content creation that AI can't. AI, GPT can create the content. It can't tell me how to best format it. How do I make that? How do I make this piece of content? Let's assume for a second that the AI generated content and spun something out that was awesome. It was like it was William Faulkner. It, would, it was Faulkner on steroids. That's how good it was. It's amazing. Okay, but how do I structure this? How do I make this usable for my target audience? Right. I can have, for example, I can have um, the same content. One, but one, one page is broken down with bullet points and headers and it has appropriate links and it has contextualization and it has all the stuff, images, tables. It's formatted in a way that makes it usable. One page doesn't. Which page should rank? Same content. Literally, same words. How usable it is, is a differentiating factor. So AI could spit out the content, but it can't make it usable or not usable. So I think Google's going to value things like that. Google's obviously valuing things like first-hand experience. Yeah. Because AI can't do that. I've actually messed around with this. Like, I saw somebody, Rich Tatum, on Twitter also messing around with this. You ask, you ask an AI generator, hey, write a piece of, like, write a paragraph about driving a Ford Mustang. And it'll pretend as if it actually drove the Ford Mustang. But the things that it's saying are so generic and so obviously you've never driven this car. It might try to mimic actual experience. But I think that's always going to be something that that that's human. So adding in those kind of differentiating factors are going to be important, and that's everything. Every almost every piece of content has, assuming that you are actually know what the hell you're talking about, some kind of experience and expertise that AI cha- had to change a tire. I could give you the typical like, first you know put the jack under the car, and then you know loosen the lugs, right? But if I've actually done this, I'll tell you, hey, look, loosening those lugs, all of these posts make it sound super easy. It's an enormous pain in the ass. Let me give you some tips about how to actually do that because it's not so simple. Those are going to be the kind of thing that differentiate content. Because
0: in my mind, I'm like, do I need to look at, do I need to forecast forward, like project beyond where we are now and, and start thinking about, I don't know, like different types of content that Google might get to, but. I mean, maybe that's wasted resources effort. who knows, but what you're saying is like, you know, we know very clearly what AI copy machine learning, whatever driven copy, what it's faults are. So if we can organize our content in that delivers more value for people, Again, just meet Google where it wants to be now, as opposed to trying to project where you know where it might go. Is that where am I right? Yeah, I mean, look,
1: I always I always feel it's a, it's, a, it's a unique balance, and I think it's part of our job as a professional practitioner is to figure out that balance. You want to be ahead of the curve. You don't want to spend time trying to catch up. So always try to be like one step ahead of Google. Right? It's it's where where does Google want to go? Let me just do that now. Sometimes that means it requires an overabundance of resources to do that, or more usually means well. There's immediate opportunities that I, I can't ignore either, and it's a matter of balancing that out. Like, look, I know in the future I might have to update this content because I'll give you a great example. I do, but the podcast, right? So Google's pretty linear about how it ranks podcasts on the SERP. So if I put in the best SEO podcast into the title tag, I will probably show up for best. If I don't have the word best SEO in there, I might just show up for SEO podcast, but not for best SEO podcast. So okay. those are cases where you probably don't want to think ahead for the future necessarily. I think yeah, yeah. you want to be aware that this is not going to last forever. Google probably will get around to improving this like weird gap in the, in the matrix. But in the meantime, like I need to take care of opportunities now. And I think our job is to balance that out.
0: And I think if you just think about the, if we rewind back to where you first started as a content writer, just writing for users, like that balance is... Content which is user-friendly, which also matches up with what Google wants. Yeah. yeah it's
1: organized, I, I, it's contextual. I don't think it's really much of a question at this point, you know, to to a certain degree. The things that Google is actually algorithmically doing are things that you should be thinking about for your audience. Anyway, you know, I again, like Google is looking at usability. I don't think they've said it. You have a usability ranking factor, but they're putting guidance in the helpful content update and the page experience update. Like, hey, how easy was it? access the main content of the page that's a usability factor i saw a debate in the traffic think tank someone was asking should i the ux and the ui are really bad should i comment as an seo and people are like no don't like hell yes you should for multiple reasons but one of them is it's like i think there's actually a quote from john Mueller, maybe like two years ago or something where he's like he said like we do look at like the format of the website like imagine you go to a website it's old html tables all over the place i'm pretty sure google can figure that out like looks like you built your website in 1990 you're talking about ipads and, and you know like i don't know like nanotechnology i'm not sure how relevant you really are because you probably were, you know you suck
0: that's so funny i'm literally having a conversation with a dev team right now for a client around why we need these service pages linked in the nav it's like it seems really obvious but you know, they're like, well, we've got the content here. You can see it. You can get to it. Just, you know, four clicks and here it is. And it's under <laughs> helpful links. And, and it's like, it we actually need users to find these pages. Like they're supposed to be useful for our yeah. customers.
1: Also as an SEO, I, I sometimes feel like we like, you know, like it's a divorce, like it's like none other. That's not. It. Yeah. I'm just here to get you found on Google. What happens yeah. after the, no, you're not, dude. Like, if, yeah. if the traffic doesn't convert. Do you think the client's going to really be like, you know, I really understand. You're very siloed. It's not yeah. really your fault. Nah. Yeah. Probably no, not. No, no,
0: Hey, Morty, what a great conversation. I'll tell you what, we had you on in 2022, now 2023. I'd love to have you on again in like a year's time and let's see where this has gone. I'll like, send my AI let's...
1: version of myself to do the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you see that video thing? The pizza the generic. The, the beer scary. commercial? Was it a beer commercial where... It was like the where the you know where the products hit the AI mouths. And yeah, was it was a beer burn. commercial. Was, this great, yeah.
1: This it starts off like it looks like an actual beer commercial. Like they, but yeah. then when the people start actually trying to drink it, the yeah. bottles are all weird. The hand are all deformed. It's like, it's yeah, like madness. Mad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, the AI version of you that comes on in a year's time is a little bit, you know, a little bit sharper than what, what is out there right now. It'll at least
1: be handsomer. So. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Hey, Morty, thank you so much. What a great conversation. Yeah, I knew we'd go deep on that, on that AI stuff. And you know, I love to hear your, your viewpoint and just a great, great outline of what's been happening at Wix and some of the wins you've had there. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me anytime. It was fun.
0: All right. So that's been another episode of SEO Success Stories with Morty Oberstein from Wix. Uh, if you uh, enjoyed this episode, please do jump online, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, There, the two places. We're trying for reviews, so please do write us five stars. Let's help this podcast get found by more practitioners, brand side, agency side, all over the place. Thanks again. I'll be back in two weeks with another SEO success stories. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.